Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. You are definitely in the right place here at Trade Show University, the podcast for live events, virtual events and everything in between. I am Jim Cermak, your host. I am really glad you are here today, and I'm honored that you once again take some time to learn and to, to join me, to spend your, your valuable time with us learning and getting better, because at the end of the day, it's making more money for you and for your company, for your business, because you're getting better at doing these trade shows and events. There's not much better than that. That's why I do this. That's why I do this. And you are going to love today's interview I have on today. Lynn Edwards, who is the owner of Proper Planning. She's been in event planning and management for over 20 years in her own business and 30 years overall. She is going to be talking about something that is so, so important, and that is creating unique experiences there on the trade show floor, there at your events. How do you do it? Why should you do it? I mean, think about it. You want to stand out, right? You want to create those special experiences because as an attendee, what do you remember? You remember those amazing things that happen to you at the show that are unique, that are different than 99 boots out of 100 are just kind of... Yeah, you you might forget them, but that one, that one that created that amazing experience, that's the one you remember. And so that's what she's going to be talking all about today. Really excited to to get into that. And as you start planning, if you're an exhibitor and you're like, man, we've got to do some things different this year, or maybe I need to plug that into your mind that <laughs> things need to be different this year. You got to get better results. I want you to reach out to me because I really want to help you. I have been helping some businesses get amazing, amazing results at their shows by putting together a strategy. Don't just go at it by saying, okay, we've got our booth, we've got our display, but have a, a real clear-cut strategy that's custom to your business and to your show that you're going to. So go over to tradeshowu.biz slash roadmap. That's tradeshow, the letter U, dot biz slash roadmap and check out the information there and then fill out the form and we'll set up a free no obligation call over 30 years of my trade show playing experience tradeshowu.biz slash roadmap welcome back everybody wow this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun today because this is a topic that we're going to be talking about all about the experience that you get at trade shows and creating those experiences. And I have on someone who has been doing this for quite a while. 
Her name is Lynn Edwards, and Lynn brings over 30 years and a wealth of experience in event management. Lynn and her team provide a comprehensive and efficient method for producing innovative events across the country. Her experience working in hotels, convention centers, convention visitors bureaus, and now owning proper planning for nearly 20 years, this gives her a well-rounded background in the events business. Lynn has experience in overall event strategy, creative event design, event marketing, sponsorship development, contract negotiations, vendor management, and overall meeting production. She knows everything from start to finish. Lynn, thanks so much for joining me here at Trade Show University. Say hello to all the trade show professionals listening today. Well, hello, trade show professionals. Nice (laughs) to be here today, Jim. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to to be on and share what I've experienced over all those years of of knowledge, all all the wins and all the challenges and kind of what we're seeing, especially during this really interesting time. Well, this is what people need to hear. They need to hear the experience and the hope and the, hey, here's what you need to be doing, especially if you're if you're kind of getting some ho-hum results at your shows or the attendees are leaving going, eh, that was okay. It's all about creating that trade show experience. But what right now, you you said, Jim, we need to reimagine those. We need, so, so tell us a little bit about reimagining. What are you talking about reimagining trade show experiences? Well, you know, I've often said as a professional planner, I feel like we get caught in the weeds of the doing and not necessarily the thinking or innovating. And in an interesting way, this whole pandemic has been a bit of an accelerator forcing our hand to be, to reimagine the business of gathering, um, including a trade show or marketplace experience, you know, and I, I believe that for a while, our trade shows have been tired. They've been a burden for both the exhibitors and even the attendees. You know, the the how do we get them down the aisles, you know, drudgery and the people, you know, bringing their wares and their products and their cases of brochures. And then you'll be in a show and you'll see somebody with a staffer sitting at their at their table on their phone, not even oh, engaging. Yeah. I mean, that was happening long before we could not gather in a trade show format. So I used to look around there and and think of ways that we could reimagine. So it was more of a win for both the the exhibitors and the attendees. And, And so we've been, for a long time, we've been engaged in trying to make the actual physical space of the trade show more of a, more of a resource, even a content element of the show so that yes, ultimately they're going to walk the aisles and, and, engage and hopefully buy from those who are there but you know putting innovation theater in the round content small ted talks inside the middle of the trade show putting um you know we've we'd used to gosh i think about even 10 years ago we had a social media area where people could come and they would get we had university students come and coach up our attendees and vendors on you know getting great new headshots how do they what should they be following show me how to tweet show me you know with with various groups of age you know attendees we had this whole technology center that we would drop in the middle of a trade show to draw people in um, we had one show where every vendor was required to offer a a tip an industry tip either cost savings um, time savings or a trend and we uniformly put them in every booth and people got to grab you know, a hundred plus nuggets of information and wisdom in the trade show, in addition to, to talking about a specific product. So I, I've been challenging our team for a long, long time to make these trade show experiences 
more engaging for all involved. And now moving back into the opportunity to be face-to-face, you know, we've, we did 60 digital events on 30 different platforms and across the board, the sponsors and vendors did not feel like it was the same experience. And I, and I, you know, was entertained by the idea that some of these vendors were the same people who sat behind their table and were on their phone the whole time. And I'm not sure they got great live engagement to start with, but when you take that off the table, I do believe that there's a lot of vendors that are just holding their breath, waiting to get back to a face-to-face experience to, to re-engage in a trade show. But I think we can do it in new, fresh ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You got my wheel spinning. I love the idea of the TED Talks. I love the idea of, of throwing different elements right there. It's not, okay, you've got the expo hall. Okay. And then you're going to go to this ballroom and then you're going to experience this. And then we're going to have a big, big immersive event over here. But to have it all in one space so that the attendees leave going, wow, I've never seen that before. That was fun. And that was, yeah. that was interactive and, and, I love it. I love it that there's some great, great ideas there. And then hopefully everyone is starting to get their wheels spinning a little bit. Well, one, you know, we have a group of um, a state association of winemakers and we just met last week and we came up with the idea that every end cap would be a demo station. So, you know, there's products along the way, but every end cap was going to have some kind of state soil testing with a demo. So, you know, you think about it for a long time, consumer shows like fairs, you know, you'd walk along and then you'd see the knife demo, right? The person mm. with the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me, so I, you know, I, again, reimagining that as that was always the one with the crowd around it. And so how do we stick some demo stations at the end of these aisles where people are, again, captivated by what's happening in the trade show area and, you know, or encouraging every vendor to have some sort of demonstration element to their booth as opposed to the, you know, flinging up an eight by 10 static and putting some brochures out. I mean, it's really incumbent upon the companies that have made an investment to make the most out of their return on investment. And I can't tell you as a planner, how many people I've called, you know, if they say we're opting out this year and I'll say, tell me more about the follow-up that you did from the show. You had an opportunity. We brought the audience to your doorstep. How did you engage when you were there? And what did you do? you know, after and even pre-show, right? These are these elements where it's like, you have to own the opportunity of the sales lead gen experience and work that. And they they most times say, well, we didn't, we got isolated. Did you get the attendee? Yeah, but we didn't really do anything with it. Well, okay, that's kind of on your end to figure out, we brought the masses to the, to the table and you have to feed them and you have to figure out how to do it well and have them go, yum, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great visual right there. Oh, I love it. It's just that that phrase, you own the opportunity. You own it. And it's up to the exhibitors that and the the show organized. Everyone has to own their part of it. And how many times have I heard an exhibitor leave a show, oh, it wasn't very good. Hey, you know what? You have to own it. You gotta make the best of it. You gotta do whatever you can to make that happen. Oh, I love these things that you're throwing out there. What do you think, coming out of COVID, what do you think is the biggest change that you expect for trade show experiences? In addition to making the actual physical space interesting and compelling for people to be in it and stay in it longer, you know, it, for a long time, it was just like, just make sure there's food and beverage in there somewhere. Put the yeah. coffee station at the back. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, and that's like, oh, put it in the back. So the attendees walk to the back and get their coffee and then jet right out the front door. No, let's make the, let's give them a reason to stick around. Um, but I think 
the vendors that have their own booths are going to have to think about what can they do in person that they couldn't do on a virtual platform and mm. really heighten that with things like demos or, you know, we've all seen the popcorn to make smells good, brings it over the wheel for a prize. Those are, again, those are kind of tired. And I think the, the people who win are going to be the ones that create an in-person connection like they've never done before. Um, even something as simple as not being behind a table, right? Being yes, out front. Yes. I mean, that's a simple thing. But as we move into the, the fact that they're finally going to be walking down an aisle, let's engage with them personally at whatever level they're comfortable with, given this, the you know environment we're in. But what can you do live that you could have never done on a virtual platform? And lean into that and, and really make the most of that in-person connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this is so good. So good. I, and I love how you say that. Make the connection. Make that in-person connection. Because we've all been at shows where something amazing, and maybe they have this really, really cool experience that they are sharing, or even, or even if it's something as simple as the popcorn machine, or they're giving away gelato, or something fun, and yeah. you have a great experience at that booth, and five minutes later, someone could say, what booth was that? And you have no clue because they didn't make the connection. All they did was we got people to the booth. Yay. But what did that do for you? It, it didn't do anything unless you plan it out and, and purposefully make that connection and use it to your advantage. Otherwise, you're you're create. Yeah, you're creating a great experience, but you're throwing away money because you didn't make the connection, which is the real key point. Awesome. Well, and having come up through the hotels and convention bureaus, you know, I've been a vendor at many booths. So being the planner and also the vendor is a unique perspective. And I mean, I worked for Coastal Destination at a convention bureau, and we hired a professional sandcastle builder to come in into our booth. And people were fascinated. It, it had certainly had the, the and I think it's actually before social media now that I think about it, but you know, it would have had that Instagrammable moment yeah. where people are like, what is this? And, oh, that's right. You're the city on the, on the coast. You're the beach, your convention centers right next to the beach. You know, just, mm -hmm. we had yeah. another convention center I worked at and they were doing an expansion. So we had a gardening area and people could get, they could take with them some samplings of, of a gardening item, but we, all of our promotional stuff was on a seed packet that we customize and brand it that said, we're going from this amount of square footage to this amount of square footage. We're growing, right? That was our entire message. This particular venue is growing. Here's your seeds. Here's your little starter. Here's a gardening pro, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. You know, we did a, a booth for a large manuf car manufacturing and they were introducing all these super cool new colors of their cars. And what we did is hired a nail artist and she came in and she painted people's nails, the colors of the cars. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are the kinds of innovative things where I think, okay, you can show up and say that you're XYZ insurance company, or you can hang the hat on, you're the only insurance company that does it in five seconds, right? And if that's your differentiator, what does we do, we do it in only five seconds. What are the opportunities inside of an eight by 10 booth? Yes, put up your backdrop and, um, but what, how can we show and tell less than five minutes? What yeah. kind of crazy things? Get in the, get in the money grab for less than five seconds. Look at you can make, we're gonna save you this, however much money we'll save, you know, like really yeah. make it engaging. And I, I always say, 
the best thing that serves us is our guest goggles and really putting yourself in the shoes of a guest. And you're like, I know I'm going to be sold to. I'm walking into a trade show hall with 200 booths. I'm well aware of the fact that this is transactional and people want to sell me something as a CPA. I get it. That's why they're here. Right. But what are we going to do to differentiate yourself? I'll tell you an interesting story, Jim. I was a sponsor at an event that had a mini trade show. And one of the things I kept pushing my team as a destination management company, everyone was in the trade show. We booked a, a boat out on the water, out the front door of the resort. And we literally took a hundred decision makers out of the trade show altogether and put them on a boat with a cooler and, and a DJ. And everyone was just, they just got scooped on that thing. They were just uh, like, what? I'm uh, like, we paid our sponsorship money and made it interesting and build it and they will come. And I'm so sorry the trade show was light traffic, but we had them out on the boat to have, you know, three solid hours of, of connection. So the innovation is what I really would try to drive home that it existed. We should have been innovative before. We got on virtual and we, we did okay. We, we still brought the people to the front of the of the online experience. We, we tried, but we're coming back big time. And so you better have your innovation hat on and be thinking about, what you're doing as an event owner, if that's your role to bring people into this space and what you're doing as an exhibitor or even as an event owner to train up your exhibitors to say, take advantage of in-person experiences, make it fun, make it interesting, make it engaging. And yes, ultimately use your call to action banner behind you or whatever you're gonna do, but don't just show up in the same way. I think you're gonna miss an opportunity if, if you don't really reimagine what what your space can feel and look and sound like yeah innovation innovation do things differently oh my god i love and not for the sake of doing it different you know that's the other thing jim i would say yeah. is there needs to be that business acumen behind this that the strategy of why we're going to have a sandcastle builder right mm -hmm. right I, mean, I looked yeah. at the list and we were the only coastal destination so I was like, we're going to go big. I mean, if we had five other seaside whatevers, I may not have gone that approach. Yeah, because then they, they all could have that, done the same thing. Yes, yeah. we could have all had, in a, yeah. it would not have been novel in any way. Yeah. So it's the strategy of like, what, how do we, how can we best tell our story? You know, I've said with the virtual events, we've gotten better with event content. We used to have an hour talking head, death by PowerPoint. <laughs> a lot of the people that went virtual virtual because of device fatigue and stuff, they got better at telling their stories. It was more succinct. It was more highly produced. It was, you know, you had the attention for only so long. So you had to get in there and get to the bottom of the story. I feel the same way about the trade shows. And even in a way where I might reimagine we don't do the whole trade show for three days. We really condense this down to this huge communal party in this space that it's your time to shine and do it and make it amazing and don't drag it out for everybody's sake. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing a trade show vendor at the end of three days, sloughing all the brochures they brought in, sloughing them out the, out the elevator, the freight freight dock, you know, and just, you just go, Ooh, how did, how did that go for you? So, you know, embracing technology. So people don't have to walk around with stuff or on the other hand, never underestimate the value of swag. People love swag. They they love it. Um, I got a really cool thing the other day that was a particular box opener for just for Amazon boxes. It was made special. And I was like, again, understand the consumer. Don't like yeah. me a lot of tchotchkes, but give me an Amazon opening box thing. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was just talking to a client recently about 
the importance of ha still having something physical there. It, and don't do everything virtual because then the person's not going to remember. But when you get back, all of a sudden you come across that brochure, you come across that that giveaway item that all of a sudden you're making that reconnecting. You're reconnecting yes. with, with that person. And it's it's great, to, yes, to send, you know, using QR codes, sending people to your website or to specific product information or a demo or things like that. But remember, put something in their hands that they can remember and, and really reconnect with that their, their experience at your, your booth, especially yeah. if you took the time, like Lynn said, took the time and bought was strategic. Put on those guest goggles, see what, the, see what they're looking at. What are they experiencing? And, and put yourself in their shoes so that you really can connect in a meaningful, meaningful way. That's just awesome. Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, we saw that we, you mentioned this a few times about virtual events and yes, so grateful that we had the technology to continue to do something and continue to connect with, with our customers, with the attendees. But as you also mentioned, and as I know, and I think everyone knows there's nothing that can replace that live face-to-face -face. because when you're at a face-to-face, -face, you're at a live in-person event, you are immersed in, in the, the whole trade show, the, 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 the physical, the experiential, everything that's going on around you. Whereas when you're virtual, you might be engrossed in something, but all of a sudden the dog barks or the kid kid runs in the room or, or so, someone something happens out the window that uh, it, that uh, takes your attention away. You don't have yes. that. You don't have that at that in-person event where you are focused and you're 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 just paying attention to everything that's going on. So how how has the virtual event impacted how you think that in-person events are going to change going forward? Well, I think it's interesting that most of my clients had a greater reach when they went to virtual. I have one client that could only foot, they've been doing an event for 10 years. They maxed out at 2000 people in venues in New York and Chicago. When we went online, they went to 15,000 people. Wow. wow. They're not going to give up that remote audience. They're just not, they're going to mm -hmm. want to, you know, push content through a platform and they're going to. And so right now we are, we have about a dozen hybrid events for this fall and we are reimagining, reenvisioning innovating what does this look like and you know i've heard a lot of people say oh it's two two events i'm like it's not i it's a one event with multiple channels and, and customers that use our products in different ways i might be sitting in the ballroom and at the morning keynote and i might go up to my room to take some calls and at noon i watch the live stream and the virtual platform and then i've got to go to the airport but i still want to see that you know shop around on the trade show on my app on the way to the airport. So I'm one customer that is engaged with this event, but using multiple channels. And I think for vendors and exhibitors, you have to understand the strengths of virtual and the strengths of in-person, right? And you should engage in both. If you're, if you're anticipating a show, if they're doing hybrid, tell me what the opportunities are on the platform and show up there. You know, if, 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 15,000 people are coming to the platform that aren't in the ballroom. I still want them to see my promo video and ask me for an email and find out what we're doing. Um, you know, some of the promotional videos, what I would say on the virtual platforms is they run a, a minute ad that they just pull off the shelf because they don't have time to produce something new. But the ones I'm seeing that have the most impact are the ones who say, hey, Jim, 
so glad we have been involved with the HR professional community for 25 years. We've missed your faces. Come see us at our booth. And we've also added a cool new white paper resource down below on our virtual booth, you know, that again, thinks holistically mm -hmm. about your customer and you do this cross promotion. And then, you know, I'm thinking about a really cool thing for a booth for a client. I've heard a lot of people say what's going to be different as we come out of COVID. I'm thinking we do a fun thing around this booth on the back of the booth and we divide it down the middle. And what was a fad that's going to go away and what's a fixture that changed the way we do business and do this fad versus fixture fixture wall. And again, think about that. That's an engaging. If you walked up to my booth and be like, hey, Jim, proper planning. We're just, we're so glad we're together. We're sharing what this whole year and a half has been like for people. Do you, we have fads and fixtures. We have some that we put in the bowl. You can put it on whichever one you think. We, you can make up your own. But when we get done, we're going to have this amazing wall we can share with everybody that really highlights the things that are here to stay and the things that we're looking forward to flushing. You know, <laughs> So yeah. that's the kind of idea that, that, and that's, you know, and this particular company deals with a lot of trends and analytics. And so- that's why we're talking about this. Was this a fad or is this a fixture? And it was, as we talked about that, I'm like, again, how does that physically show up? How fun to walk down the aisle and be like, oh, I have one. I'm never going to commute again or whatever. Now that's, you know, that's a fixture that's staying here. So it's that kind of thinking through the integration between virtual and real, taking advantage of both, but making it meaningful. And it goes back to the same vendor that showed up 10 years ago that brought the same trade show booth every time and had a staff person that wasn't engaged, put a table, creating a barrier and never really rethought the design of their booth. That same person is putting up a description on a virtual platform and they're shocked they're not getting any traffic where they could have more of an engaging kind of experience. So I, I think that virtual is here to stay in some, some way. And I think vendors should be considering and refining their virtual platform content in, a, in the most engaging way. And then I think show owners on a virtual platform should elevate their sponsors up into the mainstream, particularly at a certain high investment level, instead of having this passive hope they go by the booth. Pull those people up, have them do a 30 second intro or say hi or, and put them on the mainstream so everybody can see that they do have a booth there. And then, in, and then re replicate whatever campaign type thing you're doing in the booth. Yeah. Wow. Great, great stuff for people to think about. And as you're uh, for all the exhibitors, any, any company that's looking and planning to, to do a show later this year or into 2022 and beyond, make sure you are finding out from the show organizer, is there a virtual component to this? And how Absolutely. do I how do I get involved in that and then rethink it? Don't just get, don't just do the same thing because it might just fall flat. It may completely miss the mark with your virtual audience, whereas in person it might be great. Totally. So make sure you're thinking through this. And oh my gosh, this, this, this is mean, great stuff. That scenario of the fatter fixture, you could have a poll in your booth. You could have a link out to a poll to say these these top ten things were you know showed up in, in during COVID. Click to see up upvote, downvote, click it, poll, tell us what you think. We're going to share with everybody the results. You know, you could you could replicate that online. Same thing you're doing with people physically standing in your booth, putting up a vote for whether they think it's here to stay or, or going to be gone. So, yeah, I'm, I, I get excited about teams that look at an event investment and they 
think how it aligns with their business goals for that particular year. And yes, you don't want to buy a brand new, big, huge static display every time, but you can refresh it, change the colors, change the, the campaign, change the giveaway, change the pitch that you're saying, change the follow-up that you're doing, you know, and again, not to change it, just to change it, but change it. So it's fresh. And I want to find out what Jim's doing this year at his booth. Every year he does something different. Last year they had a sandcastle people. This year they had the fatter fixture pole that was so popular. People could tweet out, oh, I just did my poll. I just put my, I think these are my fixtures. Somebody said, this is a fixture. Can you believe it? You know, that's the socialization of that booth. Mm-hmm. Is it, It's got big, you know, big legs underneath it. Um, but just challenge people because I know everybody's busy and they got limited resources and we're tired with what we've been experiencing. But don't don't make an investment and not maximize it. Ah, great advice. Great advice. You've got to maximize that investment. And too many businesses I have seen over the years that just they they minimize it. Yeah, and I, I'm trying. I was trying to think of a better word, but they do. They just they they minimize it. They they kind of. Just say, well, yeah, we got to be there anyway, or you know, we're yeah, we've got three people going, and and they don't take it take into account what is their time worth. You're traveling to the show. You've got all the the hotel expenses, the flights, the meals, everything. Even if it's an in town show, you're still taking yourself and maybe some key staff members out of the field, out of the office, and doing new things. So, what is that time worth? What is the opportunities cost? the missed opportunity cost of being in the office or being in front of, of other customers that you would day to day. Now you're in, now you're in front of different people at a trade show. What does all that cost? And you've got to make that up. It's not just, we spent X money for the booth and our literature costs us this and our, well, we didn't call it our display piece we bought last year. So we don't have any cost for that. No, you've got so much cost involved in this. You've got to make the most of it. You got to maximize it. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for putting that yeah. back out in front of us all well and i I think it's a it's the industry folks that embrace the challenge of reimagining and innovating will thrive they will skyrocket you know it's funny i did a show a virtual event with boeing and they were talking about corporate travel and when that was going to come back online you know and they said oh there'll be the leisure travel and then eventually there'll be the business travel and um someone on the panel said it won't come back until a salesperson gets on a plane and goes in and swoops a, an account on a golf yes, course. Yes. And when they do that, heads will roll and they'll go back into the board meeting. They'll say, book your travel. And so I, I always think of that story because it's like, this is what I think is coming back with this new, this new opportunity. The ones who get on a plane and go to the trade show and play golf or get people engaged in a live conversation in their booth when they win the business People are going to be like, we need to be back live. We need to be get get a booth for next year. Get it twice as big. <laughs> you know, <laughs> also buy a sponsorship. We got to show up because when people start showing up in person and they start really elevating the brand and securing more business, others will really come to the table that way. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you have shared so many great value nuggets. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much for for being here. As we as we start to wrap up, what are some key takeaways you want people to, to uh, get from today's episode? I think the great news, like when I found out there was video conferencing, young in my career, I was like, oh, I chose the wrong field. No one's going to meet in person ever again. I think that the hope of you can't replace in person connections. And so we are coming back. We are going to have trade shows. People will buy on a trade show floor and make valuable business connections. 
and nothing can replicate that. No fancy software that I've seen is going to replicate that the way. So the hope of that, you know, that this is still a great way to do business. That's, that's probably the key thing. And then the second thing would be don't show up in the same way, challenge yourself, challenge your sales team, challenge, you know, your, your thought process around your investment and, and really make the most of it. Awesome. So everybody remember there that you have to reimagine, reimagine the way we come forth to these shows. So, so great. Thank you so much, Lynn. Hey, yeah. if people, if people want to find out a little bit more about, uh, about you and about power, proper planning, what's the best way for them to reach you? You know, reach out on LinkedIn. It's Lynn Edwards, just like L-Y-N-N Edwards, just like it sounds pretty easy to look me up and proper planning out of Seattle and um, connect on LinkedIn. I also want to offer, you know, I am always willing to share experiences. So it's strange to me when you offer up, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. And nobody ever shows up. You know, I speak to a lot of college classes and no one ever called, you know, they never hit me up. And I'm like, I'm willing to give you 30 years of, of experience to take a few minutes to support my industry peers. People helped me up through the business and, you know, helped elevate our company to where we're at. And I'm offering that if you've got a booth and you're paying $500 for a tabletop or fifty thousand dollars for a platinum level and you want to talk a little bit about here's what we're doing and have me poke holes in it or offer advice i'm happy to do that and if you know of any shows that need planning support that's what our core skill set and we're happy to do it so yeah hit me up in linkedin also properplanningteam.com is our website awesome awesome and i will drop all that in the show notes so please okay. uh, connect with lynn and she's got I so can't much wait experience. to see you on the trade show floor <laughs> let's put our lanyards and our badges back on and let's let's get on a trade show floor and have sore feet at the end of the day yes yes oh my gosh that's awesome i love it bringing back some amazing memories and uh, a lot of exhausted memories <laughs> lynn thank you so much for joining me here on trade show university it was an absolute pleasure thank you jim everybody continue to come back here keep learning keep reimagining what shows can do for you and maximize your return please don't second guess and don't underestimate what you're putting into these shows. You've got to get the biggest return. So keep learning, keep binging these episodes, and never miss an episode right here on campus at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.